Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Chatting with Rabbi Mike. It's a beautiful day in downtown Charlotte, Mali, on the island of St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Isles. I wish I could say the whole world was as beautiful as it is here, but there are some serious issues taking place, and today we will address those issues, at least the rapper will. I'll respond to him. Let's say good morning to Rabbi Mike. Good morning, Rabbi Mike. How are you? Good morning, good morning, ATN. I agree with you. We've got some serious issues to discuss this morning. Yes, sir. Well, let's go right ahead. Dive right in, sir. What's what's on the agenda? Well, um, you know, today's agenda is uh, a conversation about President. Trump's executive order barring entry to the United States for refugees, immigrants, and others from several majority Muslim countries. And the impact that that has had, as well as why Jewish organizations and rabbis like myself are speaking uh, so strongly against this ban um, and the history of immigration bans um, that have had such detrimental effects to yes. a great many people, including Jewish people. Yes. So um, what I want to uh, make sure that people are aware that this temporary executive order by President Trump, this did not go through Congress, did not go through anyone else. It was uh, put into action hastily. um, And what we believe it is, um, it was a horrifying issue. Uh, The order signed, it was worse than we had thought it would be, uh, you know, during his campaign, Donald Trump spoke about a complete uh, shutting down of uh, immigrants from Muslim countries. Um, But this has imposed essentially a religious test for entry to the U.S. Refuses entry to any individual coming from these seven majority Muslim nations, which betrays those individuals who have supported the United States, supported our military efforts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and in so many places. And most important, families are now being held apart. And countless individuals who have been in support of the United States um, are in terrible, terrible circumstances. 
Sure. The the reform movement, the movement of which I ascribe in Judaism, um, has called upon the president uh, not to sign an order like this. He did it anyway. Um, But the reason why is we know the impact of xenophobia. We know the impact of religious Mm -hmm. profiling. We know the impact of those whose lives are endangered by these exclusionary laws. And one of the reasons why we speak so adamantly against something like this is because of words from our Torah, the words from the Bible that is shared by Jews and Christians alike, from Leviticus 19, which says, When a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not wrong him. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as one of your citizens. You shall love this person as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Yes. So that is a Jewish reminder that we have been refugees. We have been strangers in strange lands. And so whenever there are more than once, yes, sir. So whenever there are more situations like this happening to other people, uh, it's our job to to step up um, and fight against this. Um, yes. A little bit of uh, background for you is that... Before um, you go there, you know, excuse yeah. me a minute. Before you go any further, please. I just want to back up a little bit for our audience. who may not understand the word xenophobia. I just want to explain that it means an intense or irrational dislike for people from other countries. There's a lot of that going, going around. Xenophobia. Absolutely. Coming down from the Absolutely. top everybody else. Very good. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. That's important to say, Etienne. It's important to remember what is the yes. motivation and, and what fuels the fire yes. for something like this. This is, yes. uh, exactly. this is not a rational reaction to a refugee it crisis. It is simply a repetition of irrational dislike of a certain type of people in the world. Um, Yes. And you saw throughout the weekend, we were incredibly uh, impressed with the amount of protests that came out in all the airports, JFK, Seattle, LAX, um, Cincinnati, Charlotte, I mean, all over the country, as well as, you know, millions marching and and all over the world as well, against this. And the reason why is because we've seen this before. We've seen what this is. Oh, yes. This is a overreaction and a, a spread of fear and gaslighting um, regarding our Muslim friends. We know that there are yes. extremists, uh, Muslims out group. there, ISIS, and but you're right. There's in every group to close the yes. doors on women and children and men who are have are just trying to escape these extremists. Uh, we act in the re, the reverse of our humanity. Rather, we should be yes. trying so hard to take these people in. And uh, opening up our borders to those who are in need, 
The United States has plenty of room. We have plenty of jobs, plenty of resources. The lies about foreigners taking our jobs, it's, it's been a long lie, but it's a lie that people remember. Uh, the lies about Syrian refugees being terrorists, uh, it's a lie. The, the Syrian refugees have gone through so much vetting. Um, it's not, is it impossible that one? No, but it is extremely unlikely that through the European vetting process, the UN vetting process, the United States vetting process, that a terrorist would be able to infiltrate and come into the country. But these rational arguments are not what people listen to. They hear Muslim and terrorist. And they yep. they hear America first, and they they give up their rational understanding of the situation. Yep. What's more troubling to you us very and this is what I'm sorry. No, I was about to say you're very kind. You say they gave up their rational understanding. I would go so far to say maybe they didn't have. Any rational understanding? No, I'm just. You're just right. Saying, um, I'm just saying. You're right. We are we are a product of our upbringing, and so if yes. you are brought up in a, a family or an environment of racism yes. and prejudice, and um, then yes. you know you become a product of that. Um, exactly. One of the exactly. things that I want to. Um, exactly. One of the things I want to make sure that people know are a few things. One is that these seven Muslim um, countries, um, you know, and they are Muslim-majority countries, these are, these are on the list. Now, to those who speak out and say this isn't a Muslim ban, um, they need to understand that these countries, one, there hasn't been a, a terrorist um, from these countries. Uh, two... Um, President Trump stated openly that Christians would be given priority from these countries. So it's not a ban on the countries. It's mm-hmm. a ban on a certain type of people from these countries. Now, that's straight out of the president's mouth. That's not media, um, you know, flipping anything or turning anything. He stated out loud that Christians would be get priority over Muslims. That is um, open racism and open prejudice. Um, and essentially yes. confirms that this is a Muslim ban. It is a ban against Muslims. Now, what's most important is that Muslim countries, Muslim-majority countries that have been left out of this ban, include Saudi Arabia, in which the 9-11 hijackers were from, and includes other countries mm. like the UAE, and, and including Saudi Arabia, in which... Trump and his now his sons do business with. So we have oh. to start to read through the lines as to um, what is the what are the motivations? One is is money. Two, a motivation is to again light a fire underneath this growing loud voice of prejudice and white supremacy in our country. Um, we are thrilled to see the protests. And we are even more thrilled to see that a federal judge and federal judges are blocking yes. parts of the order. Yes. 
We're thrilled to see yeah. the ACLU has raised about $25 million in the last weekend. Normally, they raise $6 million a year. So they have raised $25 million to fight this ban. And tens of wow. thousands of Americans and people around the world have come to protest it. So when something like this happens, these are not fringe people who are um, you know, complaining about a presidential order. This is the world reacting rationally to an irrational, yes. discriminatory, it's offensive, and it is openly so. And despite what yes. certain news venues will, will attempt to, how they will attempt to spin it, this is an openly racist ban against Yes. Muslim men, women, and children who are trying to escape the world's largest refugee crisis since World War II. Sixty-five million people have been displaced. Oh, and importantly to know, last year, the United States was able to maintain national security, no problem, why we welcomed and resettled 85,000 of these Syrian refugees. Nothing happened. In fact, the only thing that happened, ATN, was that white people with guns shot shot people last year. In fact, I think the statistics is that more toddlers who got a hold of their parents' guns killed more people last year than terrorists. So, again, when you look at the, the rational aspect, the academic idea, the scholarship behind it, the truth behind it, you see that it is, um, it's built upon fear, it's built upon uh, populism, and it does not make any sense, nor does it make anything better. And how has the world responded? Exactly. The world responded in two ways. One, in protest, and then the Muslim countries responded by barring Americans. Iran has barred now Americans yes. in, you know, yes. um, and I, I, this is, this is beyond the middle school argument here, ATN, where, you know, you can't come over to my house. Well then, you know, I can't come over to your house. You know, that, that's a very yes. uh, childish uh, response, but most importantly, yes. yes, this has fueled extremism. It has fueled, hatred of America. It has fueled, you know, uh, ISIS recruitment. It has done the exact opposite um, of what it was supposed to do. Now, this, um, this situation brings very close to people like me, as well as people like Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, because the last time the United States closed our borders in this way, it was to Jews escaping Nazi Germany. Yes. Now, a couple of things I want to compare those situations. Um, During that time, during that time, um, in the 1920s and 30s, when the United States decided to bar Jews from entering the United States, there were, uh, in its own ways, like today, a great deal of anti-immigrant fervor. 
Now, today it's about terrorism and fear of ISIS and things like that. In the 1920s and 1930s, it was about the Russian Revolution, uh, the fear of communism. Um, You know, the Red Scare had started. And there is a fear of Eastern and Southern Europeans from what the United States believed to be uh, inferior places, and they called us undesirables. And and that's uh, a quote from the congressional report, that we are called undesirables. They worried that we would be a drain on the resources of America, just like uh, Americans today believe that Syrian refugees would be a drain. Um, But most importantly, this is important, they believed Jews and Italians and people from these areas of the world in the 1920s and 1930s were actually radicals, stealth bullshits, people trying to convert America to communism. If you see the parallelism here, America believes that every Muslim is a stealth terrorist, America used to believe that every Jew and Italian was a stealth Bolshevik radical to destroy the country. Well, you know something? And Let me it, just add this real quickly. Yes. In my lifetime, I heard that and I saw that through my own eyes. When President Kennedy was running for office, the fear that people had, not fear, was worse than fear. The complaint they had was because he's a Catholic, we're not going to vote for him because if we do, he's going to make everybody in America become a Catholic. How ridiculous. Thank goodness. Right. He got in and disproved that. Everybody remained Catholic. That's right. Use whatever religion there were. It didn't affect him. Politics is politics. Religion is religion. That's, that's all I got to say. That's right. But no, no, Lacey, and these are, these are important points that you're making because these it are is. the kind of irrational fears that can grip people. And I mean, before, you know, we're talking about way before the time of, of, you know, cable news here, Fox news and CNN and MSNBC and the fake news, you know, this is old, this is old stuff where, uh, you know, you can rattle a country by saying the, whoever it is are coming out to get you. If it's the Catholics, it's the Jews, it's the Italians, it's the Irish, uh, the Chinese, the Japanese, you know, um, and now the Muslims, you know, um, every generation has this this situation. Um, I want to read yeah. you from the congressional report from 1920. 1920 America okay. recommended a, quote, temporary suspension of immigration. Right. Sound familiar? Yep. But this was of the Jews living in Poland and Eastern Europe, and it stated this. Congress stated, it is impossible to overestimate the peril of the class of immigrants coming from this part of the world, and every possible care and safeguard should be used to keep out the undesirables. Wow. So the language is almost identical. Um. Yes. The idea that we can't we can't protect ourselves and we need to be safe from these people. Now remember what happened because of these immigration bans, 
um, millions, millions of Jews were sent to concentration camps, death camps, and murdered. Uh, yes. And these laws were 1917 Immigration Act, 1921 Emergency Quota Act, um, Johnson-Reed Act of 1924. Um, all of these were acts by the U.S. government to keep out people that they felt were undesirable. And here we see ourselves again, again in um, in this situation. Let me add something to that, what you just said, please. The first act that the U.S. Congress came up with in 1917, Immigration Act, attempted to impose a literary test on immigrants. And what they did was they barred anyone who, quote-unquote, couldn't read or feeble-minded person. And these are words from Congress now. Feeble-mindedness or feeble-minded people, idiots, athletics, people likely to become a public charge, an artist, and most certainly of all, they wanted to block all immigrants from Asia. That's in 1917, right after World War I. Right. That's 100 years ago. And look yes, how, exactly. unfortunately, yes. um, Same old thing. short we have come. We have, we have yes. not come, we have not learned from our mistakes. Uh, we have forgotten, as, as we do. Um, and it's very scary um, because, again, in the end, you know, nobody feels, nobody is safer. You know, and the only people who suffer are the men, women, and children. You know, there were a five-year-old boy who was detained from his mother for hours and hours and hours um, because the fear had gripped people so much that they thought a five-year-old might be a terrorist, you know. Um, But none of them them think, you know, close to home that thinking if you're that mother – and they, you know, if a country takes your boy away from you or your daughter away from you um, and you don't get to see them and, you know, they're accused of being a terrorist. I mean, these these sort of situations, you know, it's very easy to say on paper, but the human side of it, um, people don't get to yeah. see. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why we are uh, standing up so strongly against it. Um, and the hypocrisy of it all is that Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, his grandmother uh, was one of those people turned away wow. in the 1930s. And, uh, you know, that to me is, uh, if, if you know your history in that someone said, my grandmother was thought to be uh, undesirable because she was Jewish. And now we're doing the same thing. Um, You know, and some people might argue, some people might argue, you know, it's your father-in-law. What can you do? You know, my wife and, and I have said, listen, if one of our fathers was doing what president Trump was doing, you better believe we would stand up and we would. Sure. Stand up to this, you know, but 
Um, you know, and there are lots of articles that people can read yes. about the history of these things, and I think that they should. They should read history um, because it's not just – it shouldn't just be Jews who are against this. Anyone exactly. who resides in America has had this situation happen to them. Irish, Italian, Chinese, Japanese, Native American, African American, um, you know, Eastern European, Western European. Um, there's always been... Mike? Yes. I'd like to interrupt. Let me interrupt you a minute because we're running out of time. What I'd like to do is offer our audience an invitation to call us in next week with their comments their thoughts, their concerns. And let's compile what the, the, the local audience feels about the whole situation and take it from there. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, great. 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 Yeah, we'll do a part two on this. We have about uh, three and a half minutes left. So go ahead, Mike. Close, come up with the closing thoughts. Okay. Well, if we're going to close, I want to make sure that people know that here on St. Thomas, I, of the rabbi of the Hebrew congregation of St. Thomas, have come together with the imam of the Islamic Center. And on Friday, February 3rd, we're going to have two events yes. To, yes. in solidarity. One at 1 p.m. at the Juma service at the Islamic Center and then that evening, 6.30, a Shabbat service at the St. Thomas Synagogue. Um, yes. And they're open to the public, and we're going to have multiple speakers, Jewish, Muslim, Christian speakers, people of the government, including the congresswoman. And we're going to come together in solidarity. And we'll make yes. sure to post that up on my Facebook, um, and I'll send that to you, ATN, sure. so you can do that as well. Very good. I'll post it around for you. Sure, no problem. Yes. So Great. Tell us the so that's what's really important is that not just talking about it. Yeah, this is yes. so the the Nur Islamic Center, that's on 8th Street next to the main post office. Um, okay. And, of course, the, the synagogue is um, is on Crystal Gade above Main Street. And uh, more information will be put out in our flyers so people can get there. It's open to the public. It's free. And it's important that we don't just talk about it, that we do things. And so this will be our first okay. step in how, exactly. to, how to do things. It'll be this Friday night. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Friday night at 6.30, is that correct? Friday night at 6.30 and also Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Very good. Yes. Well, that's a lot to think about, and we have a lot to deal with. And it's amazing that America is coming to this, not because of America, but because of one person with irrational fear. Fear can really that's right. lead us down a blind road, and we'll get hurt in the process. So we need a backup, right. turn the lights on, and start using common sense. Yes, Mike. That's right. That's exactly um, we still right. have a little bit of time left. Anything else? Any other thoughts, comments you have? I just want to remind um, everyone, including our listeners, um, that, you know, Jewish tradition, which is the base of Christian tradition and even Muslim uh, religion and tradition, um, is that the principle of welcoming the stranger 
is repeated 36 times in the Torah, in the Pentateuch, more than any other commandment. Mm. Welcoming the stranger, 36 times in the the first five books of Moses, more than any commandment. Welcoming the stranger. Whether you are religious or not, you should know that that is what our religions emphasize, um, that we welcome the stranger. And we are going against our religions here out of fear and out of prejudice, and it is uh, it is well, a shame, and um, we cannot allow it to continue. And the Jews have been immigrants in all ways and one, more often than not. My goodness. Indeed. Indeed. So, lots, lots of food for thought. You want to encourage people to come to the two events Friday afternoon and Friday evening, and we thank you very much. Rabbi Mike, for sharing those thoughts with us today. We have come together. Thank we you so much, Adrian. We'll sign up. You're welcome. Take care now. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Have a good day.